0: Hi. Hi. Welcome to Why Are We Like This, a Heartstopper podcast. I'm Ashley, she, her.
1: And I'm Alyssa, she, they. And today we are here to talk about episode six, girls. Woo! Woo! I do. I love that they use girls in, Um, what episode is it? The second one. Yeah, where they use it in the montage of Tara and Darcy. But I'm like, you have an episode called Girls, right? There's no girl in red in this episode. Nope.
0: There's no girl in, there in should red. should have been. Yeah, used brilliantly, but they definitely should have used uh, something in this one. Mm -hmm. So before we get started, we did get a DM on Instagram from Casa 86 and they said, Hey, I just found your podcast recently, and I just listened to the episode with Georgie. And she said that they thought the boys filmed in Brighton, and I just wanted to let you know that the beach was actually... Herney Bay, which is in Kent, Brighton's about an hour away from Herney Bay. And then they said, Alice said Herney Bay is their local beach town, so it's close to where they grew up. So that makes sense as to why mm-hmm. it would be yeah. included in the show. But So thank you for the information. So episode six, Girls, was, like all the episodes, uh, <laughs> written by <laughs> Alice Oseman and
1: directed by A. Ross And this is the episode where, according to both IMDb and Netflix... Tara makes her relationship official on social media, but she isn't ready for the side effects. And the friends try to play matchmaker with Elle and Tao, or as I like to call it, the one with the milkshakes. (laughs) Uh,
0: The iconic milkshakes.
1: Um, So Nick is googling best LGBT movies, which we uh, aren't we all? Um, Google the first two things that Google recommends are Moonlight.
0: And Brokeback Mountain; those are not the first two things that come up. <laughs> I had this same thought. I was like, "Really? Like, yeah. Brokeback Mountain is so old, and it's like, like two thousand five. It's so old, and I haven't seen it since it came out. So I like. I was like, I don't know that I would put that in as one of the best LGBTQ. Yeah, ways. and all I will say is that Sarah Nelson doesn't know
1: that she's doing this, but she's su- better at suggesting LGBT movies than Google is. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. She comes with Mamma Mia
0: and Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'm like. Yes. <laughs> but I also want to talk about how it shows, but I'm a cheerleader. And yeah. I want to see that scene of Sarah and Nick watching, but I'm a cheerleader together. Yeah. <laughs> it also recommends
1: Pride, which I haven't seen, but I've heard good yeah, about. Yeah, it's on my list. Uh, But yeah, she suggests Mamma Mia, but apparently they've seen that four times already. And from like the timeline thus far, it's like (laughs) April, which means that they've watched this film on average once a month. Like that's like a generous reading of Mm -hmm. this situation. Uh, But same, Sarah, same. Great choice. (laughs) Sarah goes to get the pizzas because it's like pizza and movie night. Um and Nelly lets out this really sad whine when Sarah gets I know. up. <laughs> I'm like, oh my heart. So Sarah comes back with pizza and suggests the most bisexual movie of yes. all time. <laughs> <laughs> so relatable. <Yes. laughs> I, I do have a story because when Eddie and I watched this recently for his first watch, I paused it at this point and I was like, so here's some bi background information that you need. <laughs> and I was like, there are two kinds of bisexuals. There are Pirates of the Caribbean bisexuals and there are the mummy bisexuals. Yep. You know, either Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz made you realize you were bi, or Keira Knightley and Orlando Blue made you realize you were bi. And Eddie said, excuse me, how dare you erase an entire third category of bisexuals? And I was like, what? And he said... You forgot about the 2002 live-action Scooby-Doo bisexuals, and I had I had never considered it, but that might be the ultimate bi-panic movie. Linda Cardellini, Matthew Lillard, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prinze Jr., and like not for nothing. And I was like, "Fuck!" And then I realized I am a Scooby-Doo Two Monsters Unleashed bisexual because (laughs) I swear to God, like I'm like thinking back. And I'm like, Linda Cardellini in that, like, orange latex. That was a moment for me. Yeah. And, like, I related too much to Seth Green when, like, that was <laughs> happening. And I didn't know why yeah. until
0: years later. Kudos to Eddie for picking <laughs> up on that. Because yeah.
1: I, I felt – I was like, what? You are so correct. Mm-hmm. Um, But anyway, Nick agrees to Pirates of the Caribbean because it transpires that he – Is a Pirates of the Caribbean bisexual.
0: Me too.
1: (laughs) And Sarah brings up the summer when Nick was 11 when they had to watch it every evening. (laughs) Which is also
0: relatable.
1: (laughs) Um, And Sarah says that she knew it was because Nick loved Kira Knightley. And I mean, who doesn't love Kira Knightley, especially as Elizabeth Swan?
0: Yeah, that. Is, so Kira Knightley in Pirates was definitely one of the first times I started picking up on it, being like, I these these are different feelings than, <laughs> than I have felt about other uh, actresses that I mm-hmm. admire, <laughs> like in the corset, and then and then she gets into the pirate outfits, and it's like. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like a uh, feeling. What is this feeling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I want this her? Do new. I want to be her? Is it both? It's both, isn't it? Oh god, bye panic, bye <laughs> panic.
0: Yeah. Plus Orlando Bloom, I mean. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Has no. been on my radar scene, for some time. The scene that they choose to like show for Nick's like mm-hmm. panic is unnecessarily hot. <laughs> I know. (laughs)
0: I'm like watching it.
1: I'm like, this is a family program. Seesaw Netflix. This is yeah. uh, And I mean, all that happens is like he takes her hand and she pulls away, and he's like, "It's really the dialogue. (laughs) It is blacksmith's hands. I know they're rough. (laughs) Don't stop." And I,
0: and I was like, and I have feelings, and Nick is also having those feelings. Yeah. Also, another <sighs> kudos to Kit Connor of just like the perfect acting with just his eyes. Nice. Just his eyes. Yes. So good.
1: And this is the moment where it like clicks for him of like, mm-hmm. both? both is good. And so then presumably after the movie ends, he like goes back to his room and he's got his laptop and he Googles the word bisexual.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I did take note of the autocomplete results this time. Ah. <laughs> it provides a definition, uh, sexually attracted, not exclusively to people of one particular gender, attracted to both men and women. Okay. Yeah. I don't disagree. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other two results are bisexual flag and again, just the word bisexual. (laughs) Okay. And then we get him watching a YouTube video. Did you do any Mm -hmm. research about this? Because
0: I did. I didn't do any research because I'd already like seen that it's Um, a real vlogger. Yeah. But hit me with your research.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole. And I probably – I did this in the backwards order. But so, like, I went on IMDb and I found out that it was an actual YouTuber, Courtney J, who is actually bisexual and actually a YouTuber. Um, And so, of course, my first thing (laughs) was to just go to his channel and start trying Mm -hmm. to see if these were, like, real videos that existed. They're not – Um, they were made for the show, but I did find a video talking about the experience and some of like the behind the scenes stuff, which, um, I have the links, so we'll put that in the show notes. Cool. And, but in it, one of the most interesting things was that he ended up like asking like the producer who reached out to him, like, what made you come to me? And the producer said that Alice Oseman picked him specifically was like Alice only gave us one name. Like this was who sh- they wanted.
0: That must feel so cool. Yeah. So yeah, so the video
1: I will send it to you and we'll put it in the show notes. It's it was really interesting to watch. Um and yeah. in that video he talks about how he when he was 14, he kissed his best friend and that's how he realized that he's bi. And so there was a script that Alice had written for that little clip that we get there, but they gave him some leeway to like rewrite it and change it and make it more authentic. And so he just decided to use his own story, which I thought was really cool. But I also was like, wait a minute, but like high school best friend, like kissing your best friend. I'm like, it's the part. It's such a good mirror for Nick. And, mm-hmm. um, so then I, I just kind of geeked out about that for a little while. Um, Adorable. and I was like, this is just awesome. <laughs> like it just kind of is this really cool coincidence because it is just Courtney J's personal story, but it mirrors Nick's journey right mm-hmm. now so well that I'm just like, I love that they let him do that.
0: Yeah. I wonder if there were other videos of him kind of hinting at his journey and that's. What Alice picked up on and was like, that's why he's the one. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Um, And then we get the title card, which is super cute. It's got the little fireworks.
0: Yeah. So then we cut to Higgs in the cafeteria or canteen. And I just have one note in all caps. (laughs) Look at all the phones. Where's Miss Greenwood now? (laughs) Uh, Where's this phone roll? (laughs) Makes me so angry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: Um especially because like using a phone is central to this scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, like they could have done this scene anywhere if if they wanted to stick to the no phones rule. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um so Tara posted a picture of her and Darcy kissing on Instagram and captioned it girlfriends in all caps with the rainbow flag. And there's lots of super supportive comments. Um uh, but then there's one comment that says you don't look like a lesbian, which she kind of fixates on. And mm-hmm. she deletes it, but she's like fixated on that when there's like, th- I didn't count, but there's like three. There's a lot supportive of others. And loving comments also.
0: Yeah. But that's how it is when you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: One negative comment can rule out 50 positive comments. Oh, yeah. Um, and Elle is also on her phone glued to it. <laughs> And Darcy is just looking back and forth between them like, hello, I exist. Like- <laughs> this is a con- I, I actually, I love the line because she says,
1: this is a conversational lunchtime gathering we've got going on here. Yeah. And it spoke to me like deeply in my soul in a way that I can't even explain. Because I would totally be, like, one of the people, like, just, like, completely sucked into their phone. But just the way that Darcy says it, I'm like, I see you, Darcy. I see you. Mm-hmm.
0: hmm <laughs> Tara
1: pays attention, like, puts down her phone, but Elle is still just, like, engrossed. She's so zoned in. Darcy asks if she's looking at Timothy Chalamet's
0: Instagram again. It's, <laughs> like, fair. I didn't realize he was as old as he is. How old is he? I like I think he's like 28 or something. I thought he was around my age, but he looks a lot younger. Yeah, he's like a little twinkie thing. Yeah. <laughs> 27. Okay, I was close.
1: Yeah, December 27th. This was his uh golden birthday that just passed. Happy belated. <laughs> Happy belated golden birthday <laughs> <laughs> to Timothy Chalamet. Anyway, but yeah, so they're looking at Timothy Chalamet's Instagram and or no, they're not looking at Timothy no.
0: Shelley. <laughs> no. I was looking at Timothy Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I think it's Tara that says. Yeah, she's probably texting Tao again. And Al
1: gets really defensive. I didn't write down what she says. So I can text my friends if I want to. And she finally, like, they get her to admit that she has a crush on Tao. And Tara literally squeals.
0: Yes, the squeal is so perfect. It's perfect.
1: I'm like, this is the most accurate, like, representation <laughs> of a group yes. of high school girls at lunchtime that I've ever seen. hmm And they're, Tara and Darcy are both like, oh, my God, I knew it. I knew it. And my note just says, we all knew it. <laughs> the only one who didn't know it was Ellen and Tao. Yeah.
0: And apparently Charlie, which we'll find yeah, out later. We're, but I- we're going to discuss that because I, <laughs> I, I have some I, thoughts, too. I have some thoughts.
1: <laughs> But Elle is, like, panicking because she doesn't want to say anything because he's my best friend and definitely doesn't like me back. And I would really just like her to cite her sources because um, if you look at any
0: of the previous episodes have to show us, hard to disagree. Tao's been pining for, like, a while.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's already hard to believe that Elle doesn't realize he likes her back. But I also think that's part of the reason they had to cut that deleted scene because it's just so Mm. obvious that they're so in love that it's just like her insecurity about it would not be believable.
0: (laughs) I do. I see where she's coming from.
1: Yeah. So Elle asks them to change the subject because she like really doesn't want to talk about it.
0: Tara's like, ugh, boring. (laughs) (laughs) And the episode helps out. By cutting to true him. <laughs> yeah. Tao and Charlie are walking up to the gates and Harry's behind them and he, it clicks that it's Tao in front of him mm-hmm. and he like runs up and like shoulders him and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just need <laughs> needed a little physical contact this morning. Yeah. You know? Harry's
1: <laughs> love language which is definitely like
0: aggressive physical touch.
1: <laughs> I mean the boy I mean, listen, all right. I don't wanna make assumptions about the wealthy, but like the boy's probably a bit touch starved. <laughs> Yeah. His parents are probably kind of distant. Yeah. But yeah, and then he also says, watch out, Dick Nozzle, in a callback to Tao calling Harry a dick nozzle in the previous episode.
0: Which is just like another little clue for my little brain being <laughs> like, he's remembering all these little
1: interactions. Thanks. Yeah.
0: And I will say, Tao has some pretty good
1: comebacks because he says – He gets him this time. (laughs) If you want my attention that badly, why don't you just throw something at me again? Like your last
0: remaining brain cell. And that goes straight into Harry's heart like a dagger.
1: Oh my god. And I have to say, like, if I were a teacher and I saw this and, like, Harry tried to, like, ask me to intervene – Number 1, I would have such a hard time not laughing, and I'd probably just be like, "Tao, don't do that again." Like I just like do like the most half-hearted like, "Tao, no, don't mm-hmm. do that." And then I'd <laughs> walk away, and I'd probably write Harry
0: up for instigating or something. Yeah. Especially because he instigated it physically, not just verbally. Yeah.
1: And I yeah, I probably would like celebrate Tao for not escalating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even Charlie, who like really doesn't want him to get involved or to fight back, is like kind of proud of that one. He's like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> so then we cut to the music room, mm-hmm. and this is at Higgs. Yes, and Which, this room I love. I it's love. It's so nice. This room. I love
1: like the like st- like the sound waves on yes. the like walls, and there's like 250 guitars. in there. Oh yeah, yeah, and. Tara is sitting on the floor looking at and deleting more, um, shitty comments, shitty comments, um, including you're too pretty to be a lesbian, LMAO, and you're a lesbian, what a waste, LOL. <laughs> I have to say, they're, like, pretty weak <laughs> yeah, comments. Yeah, But, like, I-, I can totally get them, like, getting to you if you're, like, 15, 16, and, like, just come out and feeling vulnerable about it. Like, I can get it messing with you, but, like, you know, now as a 27-year-old, I'm like, these are such shitty,
0: (laughs) like, uncreative
1: comments. But also, that's what high schoolers are. That's just shitty, uncreative, regurgitating shit that they see
0: on television. I also think it's probably hitting her – I won't say harder, but, like, differently than it would Mm – someone who isn't considered super popular because Tara is supposed to be like really popular. Mm -hmm. And so she probably hasn't had to deal with too much like negativity from people in Mm -hmm. school. Um, So this is really like her first taste of it in general and then add the homophobia on top of it. Mm -hmm. That's gotta be a lot to deal with. Um, And then
1: Darcy's trumpet appears in the doorway and she just blows really hard. Into the trumpet to try and surprise Tara, scare Tara, cheer Tara up. I'm not sure. Uh, But Tara says that she always sees Darcy coming. And I would like to know where and or how did you see her? Because it's not
0: like there's like a window or anything, I don't think, on that wall. So I'm like, how did you see her? But I know, I feel like she probably heard her because Darcy doesn't seem to me like a quiet person. That's
1: true. That's true.
0: (laughs) And so as Darcy comes into the room... Uh,
1: Tara reminds her to be careful with the door, which is both foreshadowing and a callback. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a callback to the comics. Like if you haven't read the comics right. the first time you see this, you don't really know what they're talking about. But if you have read the comics, you know, um, but that this uh, this particular door, if it slammed if it shuts, it will lock you in. Mm-hmm. Like it locks from the outside and you can't get out. Um, but that that's how they had their first kiss is that they got locked in this room.
0: And they, like, had an argument, and then they kissed. <laughs> it brought them together. It did, yes. Also, we see um, Tara has the clarinet. I think this mm-hmm. is the first time we see her with the clarinet. Yeah. And I just, my note just says it really tracks that Tara plays the clarinet as the pleasure to have in class lesbian, <laughs> and Darcy <laughs> plays the trumpet as the chaos lesbian. Those oh, yeah. instrument choices definitely track. <laughs> yep. Accurate.
1: Um, And then the band teacher, uh, Miss Hyder, I think her name is, uh, comes looking for them and apparently is the only person on the planet who doesn't know that Tara and Darcy are dating. Um, And I I have a lot of opinions about this teacher, uh, which we're going to get to (laughs) most of later. But for now, my note says, as an educator, I find this hard to believe. They are not being subtle about their like being togetherness. Mm-mm. And they were not being subtle about it
0: before they were out. Right. And the way they like jerk apart from each other when it she just, comes in, it's like very I'm obvious. Like, you you really don't know. You don't <laughs> know. Even if she did know, do you think she would say I know it's fun oh, to I would. Like, hang around with your girlfriend, but. <laughs> oh, I would.
1: I, d- I did that. I have two <laughs> students who they didn't know that oh, I knew mean, yeah, they were you dating told me. That. And they were like, we work really well together, right? We should totally sit together. And I was like, well, I know about the two of you, so no. And they ran away. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I just find it hard to believe that even if she doesn't say anything, I find it hard to believe that she doesn't know. And she seems kind yeah. of oblivious like, to it. Um, Because, like, even if I feel like even if she weren't gonna like say like it's great to hang out with your girlfriend like she would like there'd be some like tongue and cheekiness to it if she knew um and was just trying to like let on that she knows without actually saying anything uh, that it just it it isn't there I don't like her I don't like it I disagree <laughs> <laughs> um but so then we go into this band rehearsal which is kind of. Um, they're like setting up their instruments and this other clarinet player who is definitely also gay. (laughs) Like, and I don't know how to explain it. It's just you look at her and you're like, you are gay. I know, it's
0: like the obviously queer person. Yes.
1: And I mean like also because she says, like, I never would have guessed that you were gay, but it's so cool and brave of you. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's the, you're trying to say you're also gay and not ready to be out yet. Because that's what- I mean, I don't want to equi- equivocate this person to Ben, but that's what Ben said to Charlie. Yeah. Oh, that's a good.
0: I never <laughs> thought of it that way. Cool and brave. You're right. Mm-hmm. But also, like the nervousness in which they say it. Like they don't, they don't address Tara. They don't say like, "Hey." They just blurt it out yeah. towards her. Yeah, and
1: Tara looks sad, and I'm like, "No, no, it's one of you. It's it's." She's yeah. she's on your side, Tara. Like I, I yeah. but like I also get that. Like she just doesn't like the amount of attention that she's getting mm-hmm. because, for the most part, it's negative attention, and she doesn't like it. I think, right? Yeah. Um. And then the band is playing "The Entertainer." <laughs> the Squeak. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This band is not. Great. <laughs> Is the way that I'll put that. And I also feel like if I go back to my, like, days in chorus, right? And, like, we would get to watch the the other um, ensembles perform, and I feel like the band and the orchestra by, like, mid-high school were playing more complicated pieces than the entertainer. Because, like, there's really not any, like, harmony or anything going on. Is
0: just kinda, I'm like, eh. I wonder if it wasn't just like what was the most basic thing that they could get a snippet of to put it, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Something royalty-free and easy and
1: yeah. yeah. Um so then Miss Hyder announces that the band will be at Truem all day next Thursday to practice for the spring concert.
0: And Darcy has no idea what's going on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Darcy's like, what? Despite the fact that this was announced weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah, same. (laughs) Right. Um, Darcy says that same-sex schools are pointless. Then she says, quote, and I'm saying that as an absolute lesbian. Which (laughs) Which is is a great
0: line. Such a good line. (laughs) And then, of course,
1: that prompts other people to, like, laugh and, like, giggle, which it totally would. That's accurate. And then, like, one Mm -hmm. kid is, like, says that she's so gross and another one says, lesbians are so disgusting. Which again, really weak,
0: really weak insults from yes. the homophobic students at this school. <laughs> and that's the same person that will get a comment from later. Yeah.
1: Um, Tara is very clearly upset by this and says that people weren't like this before she came out. And Darcy has an excellent <laughs> solution to this problem.
0: Anti-homophobia cheese. <laughs> yeah. She has leftover cheese from lunch, and she wants to know if she should throw it at them. Which Tara kind of rolls, like, she immediately, like, doesn't really clock it. She's like, no, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes back to it, and she's like, wait. Why she do you have cheese? <laughs> leftover from lunch?
1: It's always, it always pays to be prepared with anti-homophobia cheese. Yeah, it does. This was almost my quote of the episode. And I will say now that the reason that I disqualified it is because I could never carry around anti-homophobia cheese because I would just eat it immediately. Same. Yeah, it wouldn't last. It's it's not realistic or plausible to have anti-homophobia cheese because it would just be in my tummy cheese. Yeah. Okay, can the question on Spotify for this episode be what would your anti-homophobia cheese be? (laughs) nice yes yeah i feel like mine would have to be like a craft single number one because like you'd get the like satisfying like it hitting them like as like a sheet or you could like bitch slap them with
0: it yeah but um one thing i want to say about this scene before we move on Mm -hmm. combined with the music room scene Mm -hmm. you can really tell at this point that like darcy's been out for a while she's yeah. got kind of a thick skin built up around these things but Tara's really struggling and Darcy is not really um picking up on it noticing yeah that yeah. that Tara's struggling as hard as she is mm-hmm. and I think too like that speaks to you a lot like Darcy
1: Darcy is a very extra person like she's mm-hmm. just very, and like I, I say this with all of the love in the world. I am also a very extra person. I'm a very sensitive extra person, but like there's something that comes with that level of like owning a big personality. Like yeah. you just you you have to let it roll off your back, because if you don't, like it just you you can't be that kind of person and that personality, if you can't like have the thick skin and let that stuff go and i do think that because tara is like so popular this is like her first time really getting this much negative attention and it's Mm -hmm. difficult
0: and if you're familiar with the comics you know that their family lives are completely different as well Mm -hmm. and that darcy is also used to getting all this shit from her family Mm -hmm. too yeah so she's like double experienced in this area it just doesn't phase her anymore.
1: Yeah. And I also think that the the autism that is very heavily coded with Darcy mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. comes into play as well. Um mm-hmm. of just like not picking up on those cues from Tara. But yeah, no, she, Darcy's really not picking up on it yet. And I was actually I actually have like a couple of things about that later as well.
0: So then we got to the park <laughs> with Nick and Charlie and these outfits are some of the outfits that they wore in the some of the promo photos. Mm, I hadn't clocked that. So I immediately was like, oh, this was the day they did those <laughs> promo shoots. <laughs> yeah. And Nick asks Charlie
1: how he realized he was gay, which I think is so cute. It's a loaded he's like,
0: question. It is a
1: loaded question, but it's also cute because it's like, I feel like, because thinking of my students, like a lot of kids who were like questioning and trying to figure things out, they will, they will like ask people who are out like, how did you figure it out? Like, Mm -hmm. how did you know? How did you come out? And like, it's just like, yeah, it's a loaded question, but it's just their way of like trying to like make those connections between other people's stories and like their own lived experiences to kind of like be like, you have the vocabulary for this. How did you realize it? And so I'm like, it's a difficult question, but I'm like, "This this is like really a big deal for Nick because he's Finally starting to grapple with some of the vocabulary of, like, what his identity might be. Mm -hmm. And I'm really proud of him for that because that can be scary to, like, actually be working on putting language to what you're
0: feeling. Right, yeah. It's definitely all part of just processing everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that he has these people he can talk about this with. Yeah. Because not everybody's lucky enough to have that. Mm -hmm. But Charlie says – uh it's always been boys for him. Yeah. Uh, Nick can't relate. (laughs) No, he cannot. He cannot relate. But I love Joe's delivery of it's always been boys. Yeah. It's just so good.
1: Yeah. No, but Nick just is so confused because he's like, it hasn't always been boys and it hasn't always Mm -hmm. been girls. And like, I think that that confusion also like helps him like settle more like, okay, maybe bisexuality, like, I think it's important for him, like, but you can kind of see the processing happening behind Kit's eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Which I love. Just, like, these little things um, Mm -hmm. in the performances. and But Charlie's super reassuring and says that Nick doesn't have to figure it out right now, because he doesn't. Like, it's... No. You don't have to figure it out. You don't ever have to figure it out. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. language is great, but, like, you can just be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Charlie has a suggestion that might <laughs> help Nick's uh, crisis at the moment. And that is a kiss.
0: <laughs> Nick's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Good excuse for a kiss, Charlie. Yeah, I, I see how it is.
1: I see how it is. Uh, and But they do. They go to kiss, but then they hear some people and Nick, like, panics and pulls away and heart breaks
0: and he feels so bad
1: yeah like there's so much that goes through his head in that
0: moment but charlie is just the most perfect little sweet baby angel so understanding. he just tells him don't be sorry and he gives him like just the most supportive cute little smile it's just like it's
1: so loving and understanding and i love it (laughs) I love it, too. I love them so much. I love them. (laughs) My sweet boys. Yeah. And I did not take good notes on this next bit, so.
0: (laughs) It's a very short scene. Yeah. uh, Where it cuts back to Nick in his room, and he's watching- Another video. YouTube again. And this one, um, he's saying, like, it's so confusing. Mm -hmm. One day it's girls, one day it's boys, and you're like, well, which is it? And then one day you realize- it's both. You can mm-hmm. have both and it be okay. Yeah. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that there are people out here like this guy. I know that this was like scripted or whatever, but yeah. there are videos on YouTube like this
1: mm-hmm.
0: that are people telling their stories and their journeys. And what a cool part of the internet to be able to yeah. get some reassurance and things like that. You know, there's so much terrible about like so yeah. many terrible things about the internet and this is just like one of the bright spots that can like really lift people up and help them get through something and so it's just a beautiful scene.
1: Yeah and and Nick is just like he's thinking so much and I feel like a lot of the things that are being said in this clip even though it's really short like resonate so much with what Nick is going through in this episode and like Mm -hmm. things that he says in this episode like you know later he asks tara like hey are you definitely gay are you maybe bi and like it just is it's really good for him
0: yeah it's a really helpful tool for moving him along his Mm -hmm. processing
1: yeah but like also yeah like bisexuality and we have a whole episode about bisexuality coming out it's confusing as fuck it is so confusing. <laughs> and and I think that having someone affirm, like, yeah, it is confusing. Mm-hmm. And kind of mirroring your own thought process back to you, it's just like, right. oh, I'm not wrong and broken and bad.
0: Right. Yeah. Especially if it's like something that you don't have the language for, like you said mm-hmm. earlier. Like he doesn't know how to put what he's feeling into words. And this is somebody else putting it into words for him and because they've gone through it. And so it's like, not only is he getting this like relatable experience, but also he's finding the words to express what he's feeling and what he's going through. Mm -hmm. I love it. (laughs) It's so good. And so we go back to Truem.
1: It's now Thursday. (laughs) And Nick is jealous that Charlie gets the whole day off for concert rehearsal. I'm like, "Me too. I never got the whole day off for concert rehearsal."
0: Right. But also as a rugby player, I can't imagine that you don't get to skip class sometimes for games and stuff. Because yeah. Because that definitely happens. Oh yeah. But then Nick asks to go to the concert. <laughs> he's like, "When is it?" Charlie's so confused. Sweet yeah, baby he's boy. Like, Wait. And, like,
1: I don't blame Charlie. Like, I have been to my fair share of school concerts in my day. (laughs) I did chorus from fourth grade to 11th grade. Oh, that's a long. And then I also had siblings who did band, like, for, like, various times. And so I, you know, I've been in school concerts. I've attended school concerts for family. They're not the most entertaining
0: things. Especially when they sound the way they did in that last verse. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so like I totally get
1: Charlie being like, huh? Come again. You want to come to this thing. But right. it's like really cute that he wants to go and be supportive of his, you know, boyfriend.
0: Yeah. It's really cute. But Charlie doesn't even give him a chance to tell him yeah. that at this point. Well, yeah. Cause the teacher's like, hey get over here. And so he yeah. just like smiles at him and leaves. And Nick is just standing there looking kind of hurt. Like, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really get to think about it too long before Tara shows up. Yeah. And so Tara comes and says, hi.
1: And uh, just like the last time that Nick talked to Tara, <laughs> he finds the quickest possible reason to bring up Charlie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once again, her face, Tara's face. <laughs> She's like you and Charlie are getting along well, then,
0: eh? Huh? Eh? Huh? <laughs> like uh, I'm just like eyebrows <laughs> up into her hairline. It's she just
1: she knows. Yeah, but I love it though because it's like she's very much like it's not judgmental. It's not anything. It's not pushy, and it just – it creates this perfect moment for Nick to – very subtly, he does, like, a quick look to make sure no one will overhear,
0: but then he's able to tell her that he and Charlie are going out, and I'm like, oh, Nick. And he's, like, buzzing with energy, too. He's Mm -hmm. like, "Mm -hmm. I did the thing! Yeah, this is the the moment for him where it all, like, really becomes real, because he is – said it out loud to somebody that's not Charlie – It's Mm -hmm. out there in the world now, and it's real, and he is so happy.
1: Yeah, and Tara is super
0: happy for him and for the two of them. And she thinks it's funny how they both turned out. (laughs) Yeah, because when
1: they kissed when they were 13, she thought they'd be together forever. And I have some questions about the timeline and, like, the mythology of the Nick and Tara kiss because everyone knows about it, but like, they don't seem like super good friends or anything.
0: So it's just weird. I said they hadn't really seen each other since
1: mm-hmm.
0: that, yeah. and maybe what she meant was like in the moment, like maybe you know. Yeah. And then I would imagine for some time after she, they probably thought about each other, but like they were at different yeah. schools, they couldn't really see each other, you know. And then just because like everyone,
1: like three years later. Everyone is still talking about this Nick
0: and Tara kiss. Uh-huh. I'm like, huh? I'm like how many joined school dances did they have because this feels like it was the one and only and that's why everybody yeah. remembers it <laughs> yeah uh-huh uh,
1: and then the scene changes and like it just like cuts to these younger versions of Nick and Tara, tiny little babies and I have a problem with this. What is it? No way in hell those are 13 year olds. They're so little, right? Those are – I. those kids are maybe like <laughs> 11. But yeah, no. They're like eight, maybe 10.
0: They're so tiny. They're and I'm so like, these little. are not 13-year-olds. Mm-mm. They do – I mean, they do resemble. Like, they picked mm-hmm. good kids, but they're, they're Wrong too age. young. Too young. Yeah. yeah. But that goes back to us being like – that was only, what, like three years ago? Like – but everyone acts like it was so long ago. So I don't know. But also mm-hmm. I shared this uh like still I reshared it. Somebody else had posted mm-hmm. it. I reshared it. And it's funny because um Logan replied to that mm-hmm. story that I had shared and was like uh little known fact, Kit Connor played both Nick's here and I just died <laughs> laughing cuz I was like he is he's like a shapeshifter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now every time that I see this scene, I think of that DM that we got. <laughs> That's really funny. But yeah, I, I,
1: it like takes me out of it. I'm like, those aren't 13-year-olds. <laughs> those are like third graders. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> They're so little. Adorable, but too, too tiny. Yeah, too small. Too small. So Tara starts saying... Like, how her and and Darcy came out and kind of how people were reacting. And I find it interesting that she did not pick up that Darcy was behind her this time. Because uh, Nick's eyes immediately cut to her and <laughs> follow her behind yeah. her. Which I guess could be misconstrued as, like, nervousness about anyone hearing them or yeah. whatever. But I was just, like, interesting that this is the the time that Darcy gets her <laughs> when Nick is being so obvious about it.
1: Um, I forgot that I made this note and it just um, it it just kind of tickled me so I would like to share my note here is a wild trumpeting Darcy
0: appears <laughs> <laughs> Darcy's so excited that she got her. Yeah, she's like, yes.
1: triumphant
0: <laughs> at last.
1: I, I try. I tried to come up with some kind of pun on
0: triumphant and trumpet. And trumpet. I know. Me too. It, I was like triumphant. I know. No, it's like on it's, the tip of my tongue, but it's not coming. It's, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm
1: glad that we were like on the same page there. Like, <laughs> there's something here, but neither of us can come up can find it. Okay. Let All us right. know if you can, listener. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> Ms. Hyder calls for Tara and Darcy because, quote, we're running through it again in a minute, and I am confused because not two minutes ago, she was telling Charlie to come set up his drum kit. So why are they what are they running through again when two minutes ago Mm. no one was ready and everyone is still arriving? This I, this is part of my problem with this band t-shirt. Just this whole thing seems very very poorly organized and it is stressing me out both as an educator and also as just like a person who's been involved in events uh-huh. and event planning in the past. I'm like, this is stressful. There's no organization here and I don't like it.
0: Does she yell at all of the students as much as she yells at Tara and Darcy? Because I feel like she doesn't. She yells yeah. at them all well, the time. She Charlie. She at Charlie. I mean, kind of. She was like, hey, your drum kit's not set up. Let's go. <laughs> but like multiple occasions, she's like nipping at Tara and Darcy. It, the way that she like talks a lot,
1: it's giving a teacher who's way over her head. Mm. There's just something like her whole vibe is just like overwhelmed and in way over her head. I don't know if. I mean, I don't know if maybe – because we don't see, like, a Truum band teacher. So I don't know if maybe there was another band director who was supposed to be with her who, like, called out or something, or if she's, like, a new teacher. She seems not super young, but I've also had student teachers who were, like, 40 before. So, Um, like, there's just something about her. Just, like, she seems a little in over her head, a little overwhelmed, a little like she doesn't have control of the situation. Yeah. And it's stressing me out. <laughs> I do Thanks. not have advice for her at this juncture other than <laughs> like, maybe you should have like scheduled this rehearsal better. Yeah. But yes, it the it's the, the whole rehearsal seems a bit like weird, poorly organized. And then Tara invites Nick to meet her and Darcy for lunch. Yeah, and I'm like, Well, where's Charlie? Well, Charlie's setting up his. No, I mean for lunch. Oh yeah, I don't know where Charlie is at lunch, um, (laughs) because he's not there. It's weird. But before we go to the lunch scene, right? Nick looks over to
0: Charlie, and Charlie just gives the most adorable wave
1: from his drum kit.
0: (laughs) I love it. So cute. Yeah. So then we got to lunch, Mm -hmm. and Darcy is saying, "Oh my God, we found another one." Which I love. Yeah, such a good line. I mean, you know, she is trying to get acquainted with all the local gays. Yeah. I love there's this, like, theme. Every, like, literally every single fanfic that I've read has had, that has Darcy in it, has had her, like, collecting the gays, trying to get the full acronym. (laughs) (laughs) I love that! So every time I see this, I'm like, she's got her B. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) She's got? A lot of
1: them. She's got L-G-B-T. Mm Mm-hmm. A. A.
0: Well, I guess we don't really see her with Isaac. Yet.
1: Yet. And we also don't have any confirmation on Isaac being ace yet.
0: Well, we kind of do. We do. From from, um, Alice's recent attitude. Okay.
1: Attitude okay. magazine
0: interview. She was like, Netflix is mm. going to kill me, but. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> they're, they're definitely season two is going to have a lot of Isaac Arrow Ace <gasps> content. So, yeah. Uh, I'm excitedly,
1: silently clapping into the Skype call.
0: <laughs> so then um, we overhear Harry being an asshole to tell. Uh Neither of these are very creative no. retorts. Yeah, it just like pauses their conversation for a second because Nick turns mm-hmm. around to like take in what's happening behind. Yeah, him.
1: Nick says that he's not out yet, and Darcy is like, "Do you want to be?" Immediately, she doesn't even let him get like fully I know, get the
0: sentence out. It's,
1: it's such a good and important question. Mm-hmm. It's like I think that like it's you know it's just very much like some of Darcy's like head and mouth no filter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But, like, it's it's a really good question. And I think that it's an important part of the processing that Nick is doing in this yeah. episode of, like, do you want to be out? And I, I think that especially with some of the things that happen where he, you know, goes to kiss Charlie at the park and he, like, recoils because someone walks past. Like, little things here and yeah. there. It's like – I think he – it's like he does – but he doesn't know what to be out as. Right. And, and I think that that's a really important. Again, there's so many little things that are just like really important part of Nick's processing that happened in this episode. Mm-hmm.
0: And I love how supportive everyone in this group is. Yeah. Darcy's mm-hmm. immediately like, well, that's okay. You like, Tara didn't know she was a lesbian until we kissed like six times. Like, you don't have to figure it out. Yeah. Like, um it was twice <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm choosing to believe that it like averaged out and it was like four times four, yeah.
0: like <laughs> that's <laughs> what i was thinking it was at least probably like four Aunt darcy suggests a milkshake double date which is an adorable suggestion i love it so much it's just so wholesome yeah so they're walking back to the gym and when this scene starts, or when the cut starts to them walking, Nick is on cloud fucking nine. He's, like, smiling. He's looking up at the sky. Like, he is having a great day. <laughs> and I'm just, like, this uh-huh. is just, like, part of, you can see, like, part of all the weight of all this is coming off of him because he's able to talk to some people about it. Yeah. And starting to, like, figure things out and not holding it all in. And Tara tells him not to feel pressured to come out um, mm-hmm. until he's ready because it can be really hard, especially if you don't even really know what who you are, you know? Yeah. I love, love Tara and Nick's relationship. I love that mm-hmm. she's there as, like, the reassuring, el- like, quote-unquote elder gay <laughs> Mm -hmm. To be like, (laughs) don't do it until you're ready because it is really hard. People will think about you differently and you need to be prepared for that before you do anything.
1: And I think it's good to kind of balance out Darcy's kind of like impulse of like, do you want to be out? Because it's like, I think that there is a part of him that does so that he can just be with Charlie and not have the guilt of them having to hide it. Mm -hmm. But like, I think it's important for – Tara to kind of bring in that other side and, like, balance it out because Mm -hmm. there is, like, another side to this and the reality of it is, like, it's not all sunshine and roses and getting to kiss your boyfriend in public. Right. It's also people treating you differently and, like, I'm sure Tara knows Nick's friends and knows Mm -hmm. that it's not going to be easy for him.
0: Yeah. I mean, we know from – the birthday, like Harry's birthday party, mm-hmm. that she does know his circle and she f- has feelings about them because when Harry walks up to her to like say, Oh, hey, look, Nick's <laughs> here or whatever, her face is like, I know it's your birthday party, but fuck, I was trying to avoid you <laughs> this entire night yeah. and you've caught like, me. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Like eyes roll to the back of your yeah. skull. And she crosses her arms and like, you know, so she, yeah, she knows. She him Right, but so Nick asks Tara if she's definitely gay
1: Um, because he's liked girls before and he's very obviously likes boys also.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's wondering if it was the same for Tara if like she's liked boys and also girls. And she says she's definitely gay and that kissing him helped her realize <laughs> that she didn't like kissing boys. <laughs> yes. And Nick's just like, Great.
0: not sure if he should be offended or not <laughs> he says, he's like happy to help i think <laughs> um this is another scene that i had seen in an interview of the cast talking and kit was talking about this scene and how the question that he got asked was like about how it was like like what it was like to work with alice and like to have them on set and like you know obviously they're the creators so they have like this wealth wow. of knowledge and like was there any room for them to like ad-lib and like what was that like and he was like eh, well it was all pretty much like set I guess at like one the first take of this scene he had responded like ouch <laughs> afterwards <laughs> and Alice is like no, no 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 like that's no. not a lie <laughs> so I think it's funny that because that is that would be your natural reaction to be like yeah Oof, ow, okay like yeah <laughs> And I I do think that
1: Nick's, like, has, like, that visceral, like, physical response Mm -hmm. of, like, ouch, but then, like, also delivers the line as scripted. And I I think that it's, like, it's a really good performance. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, I I, I like that this is the line as opposed to ouch because it's, like, it's not about you. Right. Exactly. It it takes some of the, like, narcissism out of it. Yeah. Which... I think is good. And it's important to just be like, yeah, no, it wasn't about you. Right. It's not about you. Exactly. It's about, like Tara's journey. Exactly. Yeah. And your journey is a different journey. And yeah, no, I love that. I didn't know that. That's cute.
0: <laughs> so then we got to Charlie's room mm-hmm. and he is sitting on his bed in my second favorite sweater of the series. Of season <laughs> it's line. a great sweater. Yeah. It's uh, shortly after the leaves at the, br- at his birthday party. Uh-huh. This one's this great. This one comes in uh, at, at the number two spot for me. <laughs> yes.
1: And then who appears in the doorway with laptop and diet lemonade in hand? And snark. <laughs> Iconic big sister, Tori Spring. And I, I literally wrote, Tori, my love, we missed you last episode. I know. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> I did.
1: All right? Yeah. Tori's in this Isaac conspicuously missing from this episode, and I miss him greatly. You can only have one asexual at a time.
0: I wrote that she slinks in. She like slinks yes. in around. That's a great,
1: <laughs> a great way of describing it. But Charlie says that she can't come into his room because Nick is coming
0: over. <laughs> <laughs> she says, i didn't realize you were in a committed relationship and charlie gets so embarrassed it's like bright red but he can't lie to her he can't she knows yeah. him too well so he just ends up yeah. babbling like an idiot <laughs> yeah i just i love it and then she just
1: in like true Tory, like deadpan fashion wow so not ready to tie the knot yet then <laughs> Charlie just tells her to shut up and like there's like there's just the look on his face like you can see like this conflict of like Mm -hmm. him really wanting to tell her but like also not wanting to out Nick and then I think there's also some, like, still some post Ben's insecurity, yeah. which we, we get, like, a whole flashback. I think it's in the next episode, but it might be in Boyfriend. I think the next one, yeah. About how, like, Ben, like, reacted to Charlie calling them boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely some that, too, of, like, not knowing or not right. wanting to put a label on the relationship
0: at this point. Right, for fear of how – It's going to be received by Nick. Yeah.
1: For Um, sure. And then he goes to say more, but there is a knock on
0: the door, and that boy is gone. He bolts. Bolts. (laughs) And there's, like, a little bit of bisexual lighting on the door frame beside Tori. And she just, like, slurps. She slurps her (laughs) diet (laughs) lemonade with a smirk, like, "Mm mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, I have thoughts about the next scene. (laughs) Please, tell me your thoughts. Okay, so- We cut into Nick's, I mean, Charlie's room again. Mm -hmm. Nick is there. They're doing homework. And this scene is another one that is changed from the comics. Mm -hmm. And this is one that I have strong feelings about them changing it. Okay. Because in the comics, it is Nick staring at Charlie. (laughs) And Charlie looks up and he's like, what? And he's like, you're staring. And Nick says, you're cute. And then Mm -hmm. Charlie throws the pin. And they switch it. In this one where Nick or where Charlie is looking at Nick and I just wish they had left it because I love the idea of Nick staring at Charlie, his Mm -hmm. super cute boyfriend, Mm -hmm. just waiting for the right opportunity to tell him that he told Mm -hmm. Tara that they were going out. And like, it just seems like it just works so much better in my mind for him being like, Mm -hmm. just sitting there waiting, just waiting for an opportunity to bring it up. And I just wish they had left it. Yeah.
1: That's – no, I hadn't noticed that. I hadn't picked up on that. Um, But that's, like, a really good point. It makes a lot more sense for Nick to be the one doing the staring. And also, I just – I want
0: more smitten Nick. Yeah. (laughs) Like, everybody knows that Charlie fancies Nick. Everybody knows that Nick fancies Charlie, too. But I want to see more, like – like, unabashed. We don't get,
1: to to borrow a line from Elle in a little bit, we don't get all the months of intense pining from Nick. Yeah, from Nick. I want a little bit of it. I want, I want the, like, lovey-dovey stares and the heart eyes, Nick, and the, I want all of it. Yeah. And, like, we know Kit can do it.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. Amy winner Kit Connor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so they're doing homework, and Nick says that he told Tara and Darcy about the two of them. And uh, Charlie, and uh, this is a term that I uh, I coined a few years ago. Uh, Charlie hug-a-tackles him. <laughs> <laughs> hug-a-tackle. Um, <laughs> because, like, you hug a but you, like, knock them over. So it's, like, part hug-a-tackle, part yes, tackle.
0: Nice. Hug-a-tackle.
1: I love um, it. <laughs> and t- says, that's
0: amazing. You're amazing. And it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> And this is a like another turning point for Charlie's processing of this is not another bin situation. Mhm. Yeah. He's coming out to people. He's doing it. So, yeah. And but then anxiety
1: mm-hmm. kicks in and he like stops and he's like, "Wait, did you do it because you wanted to or did you force yourself because I'm out?"
0: And I'm like, "Oh, you're such a sad anxious being." <laughs> and also just like so cute that he's, like, he, he, he really does, throughout this entire season, keep Nick's, like, feelings in his journey number one. Like, mm-hmm. regardless of what yeah. Charlie's feeling, he wants Nick to go on his own journey and do everything on his own timeline without any pressure from Charlie, even if it's unintended pressure.
1: hmm And then Nick reassures Charlie, and then kissing resumes, and Nick... Like flips, flips them, them, and I'm like, "Hello, yeah, <laughs> it's a good
0: move. It's a good <laughs> yeah. move." But then it cuts, and Nick ties his shoes the weird way. Weird way. What's up with that? I'm gonna put them. I'm gonna put them side by side because we can see do. Charlie finishing it, and we see Nick mm-hmm. starting it. So I really want to <laughs> put them side by side so we can see the full, <laughs> the, full the full
1: tie. <laughs> so strange. And then he asks Charlie about the concert again, and Charlie says that he doesn't have to come and that it will be boring, um, and can confirm school concerts are boring.
0: <laughs> you can tell which one of the two of them has been going to school concerts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, I feel
1: like it's a novelty for Nick,
0: too. He's yeah, like,
1: true. Seeing how the other half lives, I'm a
0: jock. He's a nerd. <laughs> right. But also just a chance to see Charlie play the drums, which we know oh, Nick yeah. loves. So, mm-hmm. And then also, but it's
1: also his way of saying that Tara and Darcy think that the four of them should go get milkshakes like a, a double, a double date. date. And this little exchange it's is so cute. <laughs> Charlie says, I've never been on a date. And then Nick says, Me neither, wanna go on one. And I sob.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, Kit's delivery of you wanna go on one, like the way that these freaking little actors can put yeah. so much emotion and so little words. Like there's fear, there's excitement, like everything is all mixed mm-hmm. in that one little line. It's so good. So yeah.
1: And they just, they can't stop looking at each other and and smiling. (laughs) And like, Nick goes to leave like three times, but he keeps looking back. And it's just so sweet and wholesome and pure and good. Yeah. And happy. And then
0: Charlie closes the door. And some relatable fucking content happens. (laughs) Relatable content. Just this dance. He just like bursts all the yes. excitement inside of him just, like, literally comes out of his limbs in every direction. <laughs> it's so cute.
1: I love it so much.
0: Been there. Been there.
1: And then we got this group chat between Darcy, Nick, Tara, and Charlie. Don't ask me why I said it in that order. I just, like, went down. It was, like, the order in which they <laughs> participate in the yeah. chat.
0: <laughs> This is another great use of the comic panels, like so, so good, so good.
1: Uh, but this is when we find out that Charlie doesn't realize, doesn't know that Tao and L like each other. Uh-huh.
0: No, I he, no. If this is true, and he maybe just like was trying to gauge like where everyone else was at on this knowledge, maybe. But <laughs> if it's true that he really doesn't know, then he's been way more wrapped up in his own shit. <laughs> Yeah, literally realized because it's been I, I insanely obvious. Yeah, I literally wrote,
1: Charlie, use your eyes. It's blatantly obvious. How have you not figured it out yet?
0: Now, who are you, Tao? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second
1: to fully process. <laughs> like, I don't know if, if it came through in the audio or in for Ashley, the video call. But like, I was like, yeah, wait. And then like, like, my brain was just like, gonna agree. And then I
0: realized how funny you <laughs> <he was. laughs> uh, like I feel like he gives he gives some hints in the beginning, like he had an idea about what was going on, and then he seems to have just like completely lost that train of thought at this point. Mm-hmm. So and I'm like, maybe it's just like because in the beginning he was hanging out with them constantly and seeing it, and now it's been a while, like he's been separating himself at least specifically from Tal
1: quite a bit
0: and so maybe he's hearing less of the pining seeing less of it and so it's just moved to the back of his mind Mm -hmm. but i don't know
1: and i think too like in the it's also hard to separate from the comics because in Mm the comics like he just point blank says they're in love with each other but they won't acknowledge it
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and that's at charlie's birthday when he says that
1: yeah Uh uh-huh so i think too there's a little bit of like conflating comic charlie and tv charlie
0: and also just like tau and Elle's story is a lot different than in Mm -hmm. the comics as well so um also i love how each of their rooms is like perfect for them yes darcy's is a mess yeah i put (laughs) tara's room is super cozy and full of like stuffed animals and has a salt lamp like definitely a very chill room and then darcy's room is just pure chaos (laughs) (laughs) there's just shit everywhere
1: She's pure chaos. Yes. And I love her for it. I know. Perfect. Perfect little chaos. I mean, little chaos bean. You went for queen. I went for bean. <laughs> Both accurate. Yeah. And that – so, yeah. So, this is, you know, this whole group chat there, like, plotting to get Tao and L in on their date to make it a triple date. And, like, as Charlie is, like, going through it, like, his face falls and he just texts BTW, they don't know me and Nick are together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean, so sad.
0: Because if so anybody, sad. if there's anybody he does want to tell, it's his mm-hmm. best friends, you know? And yeah. so this is like a very sad admission.
1: Yeah. Um, but Tara is like, that's okay. Like, trying to be like super supportive and just. The next three things in the group yeah. chat, I'm like, this is this is going to be such a time. So Nick's like, so now it's a triple date? And Charlie says, and Tao and Elle don't know it's a date at all. And I'm like, oh, God, this is recipes for disaster. But then Darcy is like, we are such meddling gays, and I
0: love it. And then Nick is, like, beaming. He's beaming at his phone. And, like, it just yeah. fills my soul that he, like, has – found these people where he is like comfortable he's a part of the group he feels like he belongs and he is like he is a meddling gay and he is excited to be here and be participating
1: and like he he it's like this i it's just like this joy of like finally just like being able to like have a space to be yourself exactly and just like whatever that is and it's like he's just a part of this and he doesn't have to worry about am i you know what anyone's going to say, like everyone in this group is super loving and supportive mm-hmm. and it's so sweet. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, no, he does. He's just beaming and I'm just like, it's just, it's so finding good to that see. Community. I, queer community, man, queer community.
0: <laughs> it's life changing. True. It is. So then we got to outside of the milkshake. Well, I guess outside the whole thing is outside the milkshake. Yeah. But and this is my favorite Tao and L scene. I okay, but love. can we talk
1: about Tao's outfit? It is the most Gen Z outfit I have ever fucking seen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have outfit notes. I too. love it. I love the
1: I love his outfit here. I didn't make specific notes other than just me mm-hmm. saying I love Tao's outfit. He's got the the fanny pack as like across a the body shoulder bag yeah.
0: which is beanie. like really popular I guess like yeah. because Kit Kit recently did that fashion show I don't know somewhere and mm-hmm. I've been seeing all the pictures and then also like the the guy from Young Royals were there and like i guess everybody that was like dressed by the fashion brand got one of these like fanny pack bags and they all were wearing them <laughs> that way like they it's, it was almost like they were instructed to wear it that way
1: that's that's the style now like you don't wear it across your waist you wear it like a cross body to bag to me it's weird it to look me comfortable. To <laughs> it
0: it's, looks so uncomfortable whatever
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but um I love the like dancing and the like fishing pole thing. The, and also, like- <laughs> Tao is in orange and L is also in orange. They kind of match each other. Aww. And <laughs> they didn't know each other was coming, so it's just mm-hmm. like, oh look, another yeah. reason why you guys should just date because you fucking match. <laughs> I know.
1: My note. My notes are that these are one hundred percent the actions of someone who is not madly in love with their best friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my other note is now I want a milkshake. <laughs>
0: well, I have some milkshake notes too, but I'll, I'll hold those. <laughs> i hold. I think I I think I saw one of your milkshake notes on yeah, Instagram. You did <laughs> but I have some other I have some other milkshake notes.
1: Yeah. So Tao didn't know El was coming. El didn't know Tao was coming. Uh, Tao thought it was just bribery to get him to come to the concert and I'm like- The boring
0: concert thing. So Elle says, oh, so you came for the milkshakes and the milkshakes only. And he says, I said what I said.
1: (laughs) Which will come back to bite him later.
0: Then it cuts to the actual milkshake cafe counter. Mm -hmm. We see the milkshakes being made. And this is where I'm like, see, no, these this these milkshakes, these blue ones that that are being made, they don't even look appealing to me. They look really runny and like not. Yeah. They they don't look like good milkshakes to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I I do not leave this episode wanting milkshakes. I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't I don't want any of that.
1: (laughs) But yeah, we have like a little like milkshake montage. Yeah. And then they're sitting down, and Tao asks if they ever play film music, because if ever Tao was going to care about something. Yep.
0: (laughs) And it instantly changes his mind. He doesn't know if there's any
1: film music being played at the concert he's about to go to, but...
0: (laughs) But he's into Um. it now. The possibility is all he needed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Charlie is (laughs) offended.
0: He's like, why would you
1: come if you thought it would be boring? And Tao tries to say he wanted to be a supportive friend. But Elle. She rats rats him, him out. out.
0: <laughs> so quick.
1: <laughs> he came for the milkshakes and the milkshakes only.
0: <laughs> Tao is offended. He said, I said that to you in confidence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Darcy is not subtle. Oh, yeah. Darcy she is, starts in. She's like, So how did you become friends? She says, You two make a cute pair. How'd you. How'd you become friends? And Nick and Tara, she says, you two make a cute little pair, and Nick and Tara are like, both give her the same look of like, Darcy, what the fuck? Yeah.
0: And L's <laughs> face kind of drops a little bit, like, oh yeah. shit.
1: And Tao continues to be oblivious.
0: Yeah, this is where we learn that Elle was Charlie's friend first and Tao came along as a package deal. Mm-hmm. And so we know that Tau and Charlie have been friends since they were 11. Yeah. So about four years. And so mm-hmm. Elle has probably only been in the friend group three years or less, I would say, because mm-hmm. they were, they were like package deal status. I'm going to give them, I'm going to be generous and say it took year. a year to get there. Yeah. And this is when we get uh, William Gow's great delivery of <laughs> rude.
1: <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> Um Will <laughs> Gao is great. Yeah, this is a good Tao episode. Yeah. I do this whole episode, Tao is being like really civil to Nick, mm-hmm.
0: given how much we know he hates him, and I'm like We really don't see it until the very end when he sits down beside him and he just looks at him fucking disgusted. It's like you really reined it in until that last second. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and like, and it was like very much like you could tell because, like, he goes to like help with the milkshakes, Mm -hmm. which we have milkshake discussion before we really get to this point but like he goes to help with the milkshakes and like he feels like he's like intruding and mm-hmm. like so there's like definitely some of his like insecurity about like losing Charlie to Nick that comes up which definitely like brings out that little bit of animosity right. towards the end but like this whole time I'm like you are being really mm-hmm. like maybe Elle is just the secret
0: <laughs> just I mean, have she Elle around him in a lot as it yeah. is in general. So I feel like having her there is like definitely an anchor for Tao and his mm-hmm. just like <laughs> outward disdain for Nick. Mm-hmm. But it's Tao that suggests that they are going to get a second round. And again, yes. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> I can't imagine having two milkshakes like in that little amount of time. That's a lot yeah. of milkshake.
1: It's a lot of milkshake. They seemed kind of small, though.
0: There's a lot of whipped cream on top though. I'm just thinking about like that's, the overload of the sugar. Like that's yeah, a lot of sugar.
1: Fair. A lot of sugar. They're also teenagers.
0: That's true. So I, that yeah, doesn't that's really... fair. I used to eat ice cream out of the bucket for like hours when I was a teenager. So <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Um <laughs> so
1: but so they go so Nick and Charlie go to the back to the like lol like RV that the milkshakes mm-hmm. are being served out of. Um, Which is, this is, like, the most aesthetic milkshake pop-up. It's so Um, cute. It's, like, being run out of an
0: Airstream trailer. (laughs) Yeah, and there's, like, a giant, there's, like, a giant rosebud, like, a blue Mm -hmm. rosebud over next to it, too, that I always, it always catches my eye. I'm, like, that's so cute. It's, everything about this area is so cute. Mm -hmm. And I saw a TikTok Um, recently of somebody, like, walking around that area. Mm. And, like, showing, like, cutting to the show to show, like, where things were set up and, like, what it looks like empty and, like, all this stuff. I'm just like, God, it's so cute. They did such a good it's job. really cool. With that set design.
1: Um, so, Charlie accurately describes the bubblegum milkshake as a crime.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. Uh, and and uh. Joe's face is, like, like perfect. And this was the the milkshake note that you definitely saw that I mm-hmm. shared on Instagram. Nick gets a bubblegum milkshake, and I throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> it's a little gross. But yeah. It- Seriously, nothing bubblegum flavored is good except bubblegum. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, nothing.
1: Yeah. So then Nick decides that he wants to try Charlie's milkshake, which looks like it's just like a chocolate milkshake. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he tries this and it looks like he's seen the face of God. Yeah, this is like like an (laughs) epiphany. His life is changing. And I'm like, dude, you've never tried a chocolate Chocolate milkshake? (laughs) Yes. Which now makes me wonder, what is your milkshake order? Strawberry. Strawberry. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm a cookies and cream
0: girl. Okay. Well that's what I was gonna say. Like if I'm getting like a like from Sonic where I can get like a blast or something, it's Uh always Oreo or Cookies and Cream. But if I'm going to like classic milkshake flavors, it's gonna be strawberry.
1: Yeah. But if like I had to pick like a classic, I'm boring. I'm gonna go vanilla. I mean, that's a
0: delicious choice. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say it's boring.
1: Yeah. But anyway, so Nick suggests that they swap.
0: Mm-hmm, and Charlie's which is like, really unfair. no.
1: <laughs> no. So Nick grabs a second set of straws and says that they can share because this is a date. And everyone knows that the official mm-hmm. rule of dating is that you can share drinks, which, like, yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I have some thoughts about the straws. Okay. Number one, they're paper straws. And paper straws plus milkshake – Seems unpleasant. And mm-hmm. I already hate paper straws. Um, part of that, for me anyway, is that I recently learned that um, a lot of the food grade adhesives used in paper straws contain gluten.
0: Oh, no. And guess
1: what I cannot eat? Yeah.
0: Wow. Gluten.
1: Yeah. So that's never fun. But also, like, they just, they get so they soggy. I'm like, yeah. So like, the milkshake texture, i just it seems yep. like mm-hmm. a not good combination. And then also the way – like they have like one thick straw and one skinny straw. And I'm like, you're not getting any milkshake out of that skinny straw.
0: <laughs> but also like the first round of – if you pay attention, the first round of milkshakes they had, everybody had two straws anyway. Yeah. Why'd you have to add a second straw this time? Did everybody add two- an extra straw? to Like, were they all going to share round one? That clearly <laughs> didn't happen because we didn't get to see everybody be disgusted by the, the <laughs> bubblegum milkshake. <laughs> it's
1: so weird. But anyway, then Charlie suggests that he and Nick go on a date, just the two of them. But then immediately oh. tries
0: to walk it back. <laughs> the anxiety I'm spiral like, is so strong.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I just... Uh, I can't wait for this boy to get some therapy.
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even, like, let Nick respond to it. He immediately mm-hmm. backtracks and, and just continues until Nick finally decides to stop him. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my sweet boy. And then it cuts
1: back. And my only note is Darcy continues to not be at all subtle about their plan to try and get Tau and Elle together. Is this the, like, whole diatribe she goes on about how she and Tara were friends first? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: My note says and- Darcy is going so hard. <laughs> it's really <laughs> over the top. Her tone when she says that you should be good friends with the person you're dating is, like, mm-hmm. very pointed. And if it was anybody except for fucking Tau, <laughs> this it would have be- unraveled.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, I mean, like, it already is because – Tao walks away and Elle's pissed. Oh, she's so. Hopefully so, yeah.
0: I mean, this whole time that they're having this little bit of conversation, she's shrinking in on herself, like, try- mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. And Elle is, she is furious. And Darcy yeah. immediately recognizes that she's overstepped because when it cuts back to her face, it's fallen. Mm -hmm. But I will say, though, before she
1: realizes it, her, like, fake oblivious, what do you you mean? mean? It kills me. (laughs) I love it. But, yeah, she she realizes she fucked up, and she's like, oh. And everything that
0: she's saying is hitting Tara a little too hard.
1: Yeah. And also, like, Tara agrees, and is like, it does change everything, not always for the better. And Darcy, like, looks so hurt. She's like – and Because this is the moment where she realizes, too, like, oh, this is not a good time. Like, Tara's yeah, struggling a struggling. lot with this. Mm-hmm.
0: This is also where I have my notes about understanding where Ella's is coming from. Because, one, she's still adjusting to mm-hmm. life at Higgs. You know, she's recently Everything. transitioned. Like, she's making new friends. She's not around her old friends. Like, this entire point of her life is terrifying let alone Mm -hmm. adding anything else in, especially it being a crush on her very best friend. Yes, and especially
1: after the, like, let's always put our friendship first. Yes, yes. All of that from from Kiss. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely see where Ella's coming from, and I definitely think that Darcy overstepped by quite a bit.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep. And so then it goes back over to – Nick and Charlie, um, they asked for Tao to come join. And so Tao is walking up at this point and they are again not subtle. He's like, am subtle. I, am I interrupting something? And they're like, what? No, huh? What? No, I, huh? absolutely nothing going on here. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just gets really awkward and really quiet. And I think yeah. if you look at Nick's face, it really looks like he's ramping up, like trying, He's Like, he's about to say something, and mm-hmm. then Tao is like, you take those back, and I'll wait for these. For these, yeah. So it kind of yeah. cuts him off. Um, mm-hmm. But I love that Charlie does, like, he's like, are you sure? And they start to walk off, and he pauses and looks back at Tao, and Tao gives mm-hmm. him, like, a little nod, like, it's, yeah, it's okay, go ahead and go. Like, mm-hmm. And when they get back, Elle asks if um, if they knew
1: about this whole plan, mm-hmm. and Nick... My sweet Nick, it's so important that he's the one who says this too. Yes. He's like, we thought it would be fun to go on a triple date, and like, I love just though like the gears turning in Ellie's brain. Yeah, She's like There's a an triple L's. date, and he's like, me and Tau Tara, Darcy, and then Nick and is you like, and mm, Charlie, me and Charlie, <laughs> and Charlie, like Charlie's like beaming. He's like so proud of, and Nick. so is Nick. Nick is also yeah. Beaming. And Elle is like shocked and excited and literally squeals. Yeah. (laughs) And says, I she and says how happy she is. And she's like, I mean, I'm happy for you too, but you didn't have to witness all of the months of intense pining.
0: (laughs) Which is (laughs) so good. Yeah. I love how Charlie's like, I'm not gonna tell anyone, don't worry. Like Isaac's not gonna tell anyone, like, don't worry. And then Nick is like, I'm dating Charlie, I'm dating Charlie, I'm dating Charlie. I mean,
1: <laughs> it's so cute. I don't blame them. Like, wouldn't you want to shout it from the rooftops? Yes. Um. So, but then L, ever the realist, asks if Tao and Isaac know, and Charlie says that Isaac pretty much figured it out immediately, as Isaac is wont to do. Mm-hmm. But That Tao doesn't know yet, and L, like immediately, is like, "Oh boy, this is going to be a problem." Yeah. And it's, like, all over.
0: He knows he needs to tell him, but he's also fucking terrified because Tao's been nothing but rude about Nick yeah. from the very beginning.
1: And, like, I have to imagine that for Charlie, there's at least some hope that, like, if Charlie's, like, we are dating, it wasn't, like, like, it's a thing. Yeah, he's not like, messing that me around. Might, that Tao might calm down. But, like, I feel like also there might be this, like, Insecurity that he might just keep going with it and be Mm -hmm. like, "No, he's messing with you. You're not really dating. It's a joke."
0: Yeah, which like Tao's really not given him any reason to believe that he Mm -hmm. won't just continue this way. You know, like so, it's an it's an accurate fear. Yeah,
1: it's a really difficult situation for Charlie to be in because he knows, like that he realistic that Tao has to find out eventually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he knows that the longer he waits, the worse it's going to be. But also, like Tao is really making it difficult for him to want to be mm-hmm. open with him right now. Tao returns and says that the concert is starting in fifteen minutes. Which again, I have comments about. Which are just, I just—I have a whole rant about the concert very soon.
0: <laughs> I, um, I also—I'm like, how far is the school? Yeah. And is it 15 minutes until setup or 15 minutes until start? Because you're chugging milkshakes. Are you going to fucking run after having two milkshakes?
1: My note says everyone tries to finish their shakes and I get brain freeze just watching
0: them. Um, it's not even brain freeze for me. I just start gagging. I'm like, they're going to throw up everywhere. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's going to be like blue.
1: It's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be gross. Um, and then they're walking. Yeah. There's no sense of urgency. I'm like, you all... You-. It has to be just, like, around the corner from the school. It has to be. It Yeah. It has to be. But, like, even so, I'm like, no urgency, nothing. But this is but, like, one it of is my favorite shot. shots. Yeah, this is yeah. one of my
0: favorite shots, like, camera-wise and everything. Like, the way that it's, like, it's almost like a... I mean, it is, like, a one-shot through them. And also, like, Tao and Elle are the most coupley looking of yeah the three pairs like they're sharing the headphones the other couples are not even touching they're like yeah away from each other and it's just mm-hmm. like so interesting to see the contrast between two couples and then tau and l who are just like all over each other mm-hmm. sharing the headphones yeah but the camera work here and the angle and the flow and everything it's so good mm-hmm. yeah
1: it's a really great shot i'm just like You guys have to be somewhere in less than 15 minutes. Can we get, like, a light jog going or something? Um, But Elle says, I really love you. Um, And Tao says, oh, I love you too. And then, like,
0: now kiss. Yeah. Like, now realize the weight of the words you just said to each other. Yes. Yes. I don't want to talk about this concert. (laughs) Well, I'm – I have a couple of notes go ahead. Uh, that are interesting. Yeah. So we, set up in the, we go into the gym and they're setting up and we've got the bullies yet again um, making lesbian comments. Um, mm-hmm. And Tara has just, she's fully overwhelmed at this point. So she just throws her stuff down and leaves mm-hmm. and Darcy runs after her. Nick sits down with Charlie at the drums, which is like a repeat of the drum scene. However, mm-hmm. When Nick sits down, I have no drum knowledge, so he sits down and his mm-hmm. foot hits the pedal that <laughs> controls the, like, symbols that are on a stick. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and so, uh, and it makes the little symbols clack, and he's like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, was that me? And I'm like, I just want to know, was that part of this like was he supposed to do that or was that kit being clumsy (laughs) and they left it in because i like to feel i like to think that it was Kit being doing it on accident yeah (laughs) um so yeah then we get the repeat where charlie takes his hands and shows him how to drum again and it's super cute and this is when they start talking about charlie not wanting him to come to the concert mm-hmm. and he was like no I just thought you were being nice and Nick says I just like being with you <laughs> which takes me back to episode one I think or two mm-hmm. whenever they're on the bus and Tori asks him like what do you want and he's His like just guy. someone who likes being with me and I'm like mm-hmm. you found it <laughs> <Yeah! laughs> it's so cute <laughs> um, and so Charlie if you look he looks away from Nick and where he looks is at that girl that has been bullying Mm -hmm. Tara about being a lesbian. She's like in the left corner of the screen. He looks directly at her and says, but also like we've been spending a lot of time together. And if people start to Mm -hmm. talk about you, like I really don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, it's very much on Charlie's mind that, that girl is not safe <laughs> and so i just think that that's interesting that they tied the two the two stories together with yeah that one that's
1: a really good i never i never picked up on that that's a really good thing to notice
0: i was mostly busy
1: uh being mad <laughs> um i i have so many questions <laughs> um number one why is this happening in the gym why aren't they in the auditorium? Like, this, the Truem has, like, a whole music block with these really nice practice rooms. Like, there has to be a performance space. And also, we know that Tao and Otis did the school play together. So there's <gasps> definitely right. an auditorium of some kind, con- like, and so I'm just like, where's the auditorium? Why is oh. this in the gym? It fucking annoys me. I'm sure that logistically, it's just that they didn't want to have to, like, build another set. Yeah. Like it, it really takes me out of it. I'm like, this wouldn't be in the gym. It just it takes because you'd have to set up the chairs.
0: There's definitely an auditorium. There has to be
1: unless there's like the
0: conflict and the and the drama team has dibs on. Uh, that that's I, generous. That's- I have been to a few <laughs> con like school concerts that were in gyms. So I, I guess it, it never-, never even. I've mind. never had that.
1: But then also, why do they have all of their stuff out like in the gym with them? Like all their jackets, all of the like instrument yeah, pieces, all part. their bags. No, but the other thing is then when t- when everyone comes back after they get Tara and Darcy from the music room, it's all gone. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck did this shit go? Like it's- interesting. I, I, Yeah, but then, no, the really big thing is the call time, was the call time what's in 15 minutes? It had to be. Because typically, for any concert, and I have asked every single person who I knew who did any kind, like band, orchestra, chorus, any, any kind of performance thing in school, and Across the board for concert for school concerts, you have to be there between thirty and sixty minutes early
0: mm-hmm.
1: to like get together, do attendance, warm up. You'd usually even like rehearse your whole set. Yep, beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, is that what's going on? It can't be. Um, like, but but then it can't be just because of the timing of everything and the fact that. The, the teacher is like, I'm about to open the doors for the audience. Yeah, and, and I'm Nick like is
0: still sitting there with Charlie, yeah. which is like not.
1: It's so weird. And also, because that, I mean, there's more stuff to talk about before yeah. the teacher says that, but like, you're about to open the doors for the audience, <laughs> but the students still have their jackets on. They still have all of their belongings all willy-nilly about the gym. Yeah. And no, you ha- no one's tuned their instruments yet. This is the worst organized school concert I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: um i love that it's giving you so much anxiety you're like i can't handle this just watching it (laughs) yeah i
1: i don't i don't like this concert scene
0: um (laughs) just
1: because i was a music kid and none of it makes sense yeah yeah oh and then also like just the fact that nick was allowed in yeah and like
0: up there at the drums that that also yeah i'm like
1: that's None of – yeah. There's a lot. Also, so with what you were saying, right? So Nick sits down at the drums, and these boys are being super obvious.
0: Yeah. And also, they're not, like, talking quietly. Yeah. And actually, my note is these boys are being super obvious right out
1: in the open as Charlie is talking about being worried about what would happen if people found out they were together. Uh And, like, the cognitive dissonance here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. And then Nick – says that
0: he's been researching about being bisexual and I'm and like he oh yay thinks, he, says he thinks yes. that might be him but he's not sure but Charlie in that moment just looks so happy he's like ah. mm-hmm. and this is Nick's way of being like I'm working on it I'm figuring my shit out like I am making progress
1: and it's also like a big deal because like even though he's not sure yet like this is the first time he's like saying it out loud and uh-huh. naming it
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like associating himself with bisexuality. Yeah. And like, I have to imagine that he's just like trying it out, seeing mm-hmm. how does it feel to say, like, I think that might be me. And, you know, that's an important part of it as well. You yeah. know, he's on a journey. And I think, I think that we see a lot of really important steps towards the conversations that we see in boyfriend mm-hmm. um, in this episode.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Yes,
1: so Charlie's very proud, I am very proud, everyone's very proud of Nick.
0: Yeah, and that's when the teacher notices that Tara and Darcy are gone. And she's
1: about to open the doors for the audience, despite the fact that no one is ready for the audience to enter this no. room re- yet. <laughs> like, if I were an audience member and I, like, walked
0: in on the scene, I'd be like, <laughs> Again, Uh, I just think she's probably, like, I I have to imagine with students, especially students like Darcy, like, I'm about to open the door for the audience might mean, like, I've got 20 minutes. Where the hell are these kids? (laughs) I need to, like, round them to get up and get them together.
1: I also don't like that it takes her that long to notice that two students Mm -hmm. have literally run off. And, like, there are a lot of kids. I mean, there's a lot of kids, but it's not that many kids. Yeah. And, like – it's
0: a fairly small group.
1: Yeah. For, like,
0: for two schools combined, it's it's a lot. It's, a, it's yeah. a small group.
1: I'm like, you need to have some awareness um, <laughs> of what's going on, because you are in charge of these children right now. <laughs> but then I have another problem. So remember, they were rehearsing at Truem, in the gym at Truem, and this concert is in the gym at Truem. Mm-hmm. Why are Tara and Darcy at the practice room at Higgs? <gasps> <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. I did not even notice. You're correct. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. Okay, yeah. I did. That That flew right over my head. That is a good catch. This is
1: in the comics, too. So, Alice, you done did fucked up. (laughs) I love you, but this is, like, a plot point, and it's a major continuity error. (laughs) Dang. Good catch.
0: Yeah, I but didn't let's notice. talk about the scene now. Yeah. But
1: yeah, no, I just I'm like this.
0: Did you run all the way to Higgs? <laughs> like-, <laughs> like we know they're close, but they're not that close. They're not that close. Yeah. So yeah, Tara's in there, sitting in the same spot we saw her earlier, and she's crying. Um, and Darcy comes in and uh, just runs right on in with no awareness of the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Slam! Like shut. I mean.
1: Yeah, I like, I get it in that moment because she's just worried about Tara. For sure. And yeah, but yeah, the door slams shut, locks them in. And of course, there's no signal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, classic.
1: Mm -hmm. And then she says that she can't believe this is the second time we've been locked inside our makeout room.
0: And Tara just looks at her. Yeah, just like, not the time. Yeah, you can see the tears coming down her face Mm -hmm. and Darcy... Her face falls and she's like, sorry. Yeah. Tara's like, it's fine. I didn't want to do the concert thing anyway. Like, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. And that's when Darcy says, talk to me. And this was this is where Tara just lets out everything she's been holding in this entire episode, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like word vomit. Just all spills out. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's
1: so like heartbreaking because Ter- like Darcy too is like she wants to be supportive but she also is like having her own insecurities of like mm-hmm. do you regret it do you regret this like mm-hmm. i'm sure there's also some guilt of like realizing oh shit this has been going on yeah. and this is coming to a boiling point and i haven't been there mm-hmm. um to which i would say darcy you are 16 it is not your responsibility yeah that's <laughs> but a lot i also of get it i also get it that you're 16 and you think that you can do everything. Yeah. And
0: at this point, Darcy does just hold her and listen. And reassures her that it's going to be okay. And Tara says that Darcy has it all figured out. And Darcy's like, I don't know anything about anything. Like, I don't know (laughs) what you're talking about. I don't know anything. Um, And so it's just like a very cute moment between them where they, they've been on different pages this whole episode. And in this moment, they come back to the same page. Hmm. Um. And they <laughs> they kiss after she says that they can just live there. She, they can. She just says, "I want to just live my life," and Darcy says, mm-hmm. "We can do that." And they kiss, and then we get the like sparks and the music notes flying around them, and mm-hmm. the lovely song flirting
1: with her starts yeah. playing. I love it,
0: and I love Darcy's like, "You seem gay enough to me." <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. And then we have Nick,
1: Charlie, Town and Elle. Running down the halls, searching yes. for them, <laughs> and Darcy hears it and just goes, "Homophobia!" Homophobia. <laughs> yes,
0: but yeah, so so they come bursting in the room, and this <laughs> and is- Nick very helpfully informs
1: them that they're supposed to be on stage, like now. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I love Kit, like, you can tell that he's not used to having his hair parted this way because he, like, puts it, he pushes his hair back, like, the wrong way and it just fucks his hair up a lot (laughs) more. (laughs) Also, But it works
1: because they've been running and it, like, adds to the, like, frazzled franticness of the scene. It definitely does.
0: And there's a clip of this in the blooper reel that they released also where (laughs) they made it all the way through this scene with Joe having his mask on before anybody noticed. And I think that is hilarious and like also would happen because everybody got so used, you know, you, you wear the yeah. mask all the time. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to see it. Like, and it's funny because he's with everybody else who doesn't have on a mask, but nobody picked up on the fact that he had it on still. Well, like,
1: <laughs> honestly though, that's like the, who, whatever PA or whatever was doing last looks fucked up. Yeah. Like <laughs> someone, someone was supposed to do something, like was uh-huh. supposed to look him over and they yeah they so like yeah. it's not entirely on joe no 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 um, I just like think there's it, other people who totally should have yeah. on it too i just think it's so funny but yeah so then we cut back to the gym and magically all the instrument cases and book bags and jackets
0: are gone well first we see them running down the hallway and we get to see Tom oh, yeah. doing his terrible run which is a setup for boyfriends it's like you know yes, i can't right. run <laughs> yes
1: from this episode um, and so Charlie sits down at his drum kit, Tao and I'll go-, go to sit in the audience and Nick goes to help Tara set up the clarinet, which is like weird. <laughs> it's a, we- it's weird.
0: Yeah. But I like and to, Tara- I like to think that he, he wasn't really going there for the clarinet. This was him taking a moment to check, to check in with her. You know, he's like, Make sure she's- clearly she was going through something. And so he mm-hmm. wants a, a moment alone with her to be like, okay, are. our. Are you going to be okay? He's like, just so gentle and sweet and supportive. Yeah, my note says, What a pair these two are, two of the purest souls. <laughs> I'm so excited yes. to see their friendship grow. <laughs> yes. I know. And I love
1: the thanks, boy. I kissed one time. <laughs> no problem, girl. I kissed one time. So good. It's great. I know. And it's like, it's so funny because, like, that just, you know, in um, like Kiss, it was just like this thing of like, mm-hmm. It was one time when mm-hmm. we were 13. And it, like, became, like, the entire thing with these two. Yeah. And then Nick goes to sit next to Tao and Elle.
0: Yep. And this is when we get Tao's look of disgust, like, "Oh, disdain. <laughs> like, <it's Dave>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Fucking> Nick.
0: <laughs> I'm like, you're the one who left a seat there for him, Tao. Meanwhile, Nick is just fucking beaming at Charlie. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. open yeah. your goddamn eyes, Tao. Jeez. He, he just doesn't – selective
1: memory. Yeah. And then – Miss Hyder like walks out to like conduct, like signals for the students to lift mm-hmm. their instruments, and the episode ends before we are subjected to whatever they would have played at this yeah. concert.
0: We do see though, right before we see Elle look over at Tao and get little butterflies again. Yes, that's true, yes. But yeah, my note about Tao is like <laughs> it says <laughs> The way these two look at each other, I just don't understand how Tao is so clueless. It has to be pure stubbornness at this point because their energy is bursting all over this gym. Yes, <laughs> uh huh, yeah. How, how how
1: no one in this gym knows is beyond me. <laughs> no way. So, what was your favorite quote? Wow, so not ready to type the not yet <laughs> then. Very I, good. I love me. I love me a Tory line. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the anti-homophobia cheese. I thought briefly about homophobia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I also, what was the other? There was one more that I had thought briefly about, but I can't find it now. So we're just going to. Oh, I'm happy to help. I was like, that was the other one where I was Mm. like, these are all like the contenders. But I just, you can't, I I can't, I can't not. I love me a Tory line. Yeah. Like if there's a Mr. Ajai line or a Tory line, it's probably going to be mine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mine was a like, landslide, I didn't even have to think about it. It's it It always pays to be prepared with anti homophobia cheese. (laughs) My own name is anti homophobia cheese. So whenever (laughs) I like share my hotspot, it's like, that's what it comes up as. And it's so funny, because I did that. And I like didn't even like I just did I just did it and didn't think about it. And then later, I guess it was like, Christmas or something Mm -hmm. with my partner and it was at his sister through this big like friend it was mostly her friends basically mm-hmm. and we were there and he was trying to connect to a hotspot, and he like screenshotted it and sent it to me it was like this wi-fi network <laughs> and it was anti-homophobia cheese and i just cracked up and turned to him and was like that's me that's my phone." <laughs> and he had no idea <laughs> And then he was like, "Well, why is it anti-homophobic?" And so then I had to show him the scene and like explain everything. But <laughs> so where where did you fall on the heart stopper scale? Like a two. Okay.
1: I there's a lot that happens, um, but there's like really only like little moments where I feel mm-hmm. like I get close to heart stoppage. Like I, lo- I I love a lot in this episode, but it's not stopping my heart so much. Maybe two point five.
0: Yeah, I, I said a three again. Um mm-hmm. definitely the scene in any time that Nick came out to anyone, I was like, <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um the scene when he tells Charlie that he came out to mm. to Tara. Um the scene where he asks him on a date and Charlie like explodes with excitement. But none of it was like code I didn't have any code blues. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Yeah, probably like a two
1: 2.5 for me. Solid. Alright, so that's about everything we have for this episode. And of course, this is a bi-weekly podcast by two bisexuals. So we will be back in two weeks with a very special
0: bonus episode all about bisexuality. And if you want to follow us online, we are at Why Are We Cast on All podcasts platforms, including TikTok now. And if you like this, please consider rating and reviewing us as it will help others find us.
1: Until next time. Bye. Bye.